हेलो एवरीवन थैंक्स फॉर जॉइनिंग इन आई एम शुभा कांकरिया एंड वेलकम टू एपिसोड 11 ऑफ दास्ताए राही इट इज़ अ ट्रैवल टॉक वेयर वी गेट टू नो अबाउट अमेजिंग प्लेसेस थ्रू वंडरफुल स्टोरीज ऑफ वेरियस ट्रैवलर्स सो आर टुडेज गेस्ट इज़ अ फाइनेंशियल एडवाइजर राइटर एंड अ बैक He intends to experience unexplored paths and uncharted territories. One of such path took him to the most misunderstood country of the world, Iran. Despite of having all the negativity around, he took a leap of faith and travelled to this country. He says Iran felt like a modern soul trapped in an ancient body. I am quite excited to know how is Iran like. So guys, without any further delay, let's get on board Webhav Bhosle. Hi Shubha, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good too. Okay, Vibhav. So to begin with our talk, tell us how traveling started for you. Uh, so basically, uh, I went to Goa with a friend. Uh, that is how it started, uh, and uh, we stayed in a in a hostel. Uh, it, it's it's a backpacker hostel in Goa, somewhere in uh, uh, in in the north of Goa. Uh, that time we met a lot of uh, solo backpackers uh, and i realized that this is a concept you know i had heard about it but i had not me- uh, met any uh, solo backpacker till then and uh, when i interacted with those people who were staying uh, you know i met a lot of people from uh, various other countries uh, uh, from europe from south america from us uh, from australia so uh, you know and then i got to know so basically that is how the concept was introduced to me that this is how it works that you go and stay in hostels that is how it started and uh, so did you go on any solo travels like after knowing about this backpacking concept yeah, yes yes uh, so uh, so i think it same year or the next year uh, i went uh, to himachal pradesh i went to dharamshala that was my first uh, first ever solo backpacking trip Uh, in my entire life i was 27 that time so that was my first okay. uh, solo backpacking experience okay and uh, like so you did only uh, domestic travel or was there any international yeah. solo so, travel also involved yeah so basically uh, i after that i went to thailand uh, bangkok is a very uh, famous for uh, solo young solo backpackers especially uh, you know Uh, in the age range of eighteen to twenty six, twenty seven, that range. So that time I went to Thailand, and uh, one of the major reasons was because it's very close to India. So I just thought, uh, why not explore? You know, go to Thailand. It's very close by, and uh, it was my first solo uh, backpacking experience. So I thought this is the easiest country to travel to. So why not go over there? And I just went there for you know for, for a week. It just came out of nowhere. i had a leave i put a leave of one week and uh, i didn't have any plan so that is how i usually travel like random plans yeah very random very random plans. yeah 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 very random plans okay yeah. right okay so coming to iran was that also a random plan or you actually planned your trip to iran iran uh, couldn't have been very random as such because there are a lot of things you need to look at uh, when you are traveling to a country like iran which is uh, very unexplored uh, you know it you don't get a lot of uh, blogs about it lot of blogs about it very less info is available online there are few bloggers uh, but it's it's not uh, you know widely traveled uh, country 
so but i what i did was my uh, first point of research was to go through any vlogs which are there so i uh, came across this uh, vlog of nomadic indian where he traveled okay. in iran he actually uh, is a kind kind of traveler who uh, you know camps around he stays uh, in a tent and uh, in in that kind of experience or couch surfing where he stays with locals so i thought that if this is possible in iran uh, i mean it doesn't seem to be you know uh the kind of country uh, the way it is portrayed in media so i thought uh, why not iran and one of the major aspects which i thought was that uh, the hospitality which he experienced uh, the way it was shown in the vlogs i thought the hospitality was incredible and uh, usually you know i mean that's my point of view that uh, i think where whichever place you visit the people around there are most important that because that is uh, it adds up to your experience of course the place matters but the people also matter a lot so that was my first uh, that is how i started yeah. okay and but why iran i mean uh, of, out of all the countries like there are so many countries to go to and which is easy to go then yeah, why right. why was iran chosen by you to go as i said the uh, one uh, factor which was uh, the hospitality which i saw in those vlogs that was one major point uh, apart mm-hmm. from that uh, i thought why not explore a country which is not so explored and uh, you know break <laughs> break myths about that particular country and uh, mm-hmm. you know iran is it's it's very close to india it's uh, again it's uh, if you look at a backpacker's budget i think it fits very well into the budget plus uh, there is visa on arrival for indians uh, which okay. not a lot of people know and a lot of people might have this concern that okay iran you know once you get a stamp on the passport and uh, you know the us might ban you this that possible but they don't stamp your passport so that was mm-hmm. another factor which i thought that if they are not going to stamp my passport then why not you know just go ahead with it there is going to be no record about me going to iran <laughs> so okay. multiple okay. May, like a lot of lot of factors i would say uh, main factor right. was hospitality which i saw okay so like you said the iran is a very hospitable and uh, yeah. hospitable country so any any interesting stories from iran which uh, you can many share many stories many stories actually uh, mm-hmm. one one story i would like to highlight is of uh, when actually uh, i have this habit of roaming around at night uh, whenever i travel <laughs> and i was just roaming around and uh, this uh, one particular experience uh, basically i i just i kept on wandering and i lost my way and i uh, did not have internet i'll come to that story as well uh, about the internet thing mm. uh yeah. and i was trying to find my way and i was trying to interact with the locals which is uh, which is which was quite difficult because there's a language issue not everyone can understand and speak english of course young people okay. can but not everyone can so i approached mm-hmm. a guy who seemed to be very young looking so i thought he would be able to interact he understood a little bit uh but then mm-hmm. even he couldn't figure out then i uh, you know told him the address of my hostel and everything then uh, he was trying to explain me okay go go this way go that way but he was not able to so what he did was he opened his office he took a piece of paper and a pen he drew a map for me and okay. uh, you know uh, such kind of experience where uh, uh, i mean uh, who would do that <laughs> 
right. he would have left me uh, right there he was going home and uh, yeah. he helped me out he do a map he called my hostel also that okay okay this is the guy okay so he helped help me out help me out so this was one experience apart from that uh, in general iran uh, so uh, i could pass off as an iranian like features feature wise but mm-hmm. if uh, a proper you know a foreigner were to visit over there uh, they would approach them and uh, whenever they got to know that i am a foreigner in iran a uh, lot of mm. people would you know they would offer me uh, tea you they, they would offer me food uh, okay. that that is the level of hospitality over there and there's one more experience i would like to share uh, so i was uh, going to some place which was outside the which was uh, in the outskirts so mm. i asked uh, so I, while i was uh, finding my way it was a tricky a uh, place to find actually it was somewhere you know it had uh, up slope there was some some issue and uh, i asked this guy uh, if you could guide me and then he said uh, i'll guide you but if, is it okay if i accompany you i'll show you around so okay. i said why not and then he spent uh, almost uh, one one and a half hours with me and he showed me the place he clicked my photos and everything and this 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 photo clicking experience i would say i mean wherever i would go uh, uh, to any you know any museum or any uh, tourist attraction i visited uh, when people spotted uh, you know i was uh, having problem clicking my own photos so i used to place my camera somewhere and then you know take a selfie so they used to mm-hmm. approach me and uh, they would ask me okay we can click your photos if you don't mind so that that level of hospitality Yeah, I mean that's so nice of that guy to show you around, like yeah, just a random yeah. stranger. Yeah, exactly. I was waiting at a at the bus station, and uh, a military guy came with a plate in his hand, and he he was it was his. I mean, he was going to have his own lunch, and then he suddenly came and offered me the entire his entire lunch. So this was like, yeah. Okay, like yeah, yeah. entire lunch, just like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please have, please have something. Yeah. Oh. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so which which all places you visited in Iran? So I went to three cities, uh, which is, one is Tehran, the capital. I landed in Shiraz, and then I went to Isfahan, which is in the middle, and then Tehran is up north. So I visited three cities in total. I could have visited more, but uh, mm-hmm. due to certain uh, restrictions that happened. i thought of you know restricting myself to these three cities because these were the major cities okay and yeah. what kind of restrictions you're talking about so uh, basically this story which happened uh, what happened is uh, i landed in iran and after roaming around for 2 3 days uh, i when i reached isfahan uh, again one look uh, one local guy was showing me around and we were waiting at at a, at a bus stop and suddenly there was this news that the government has tripled the uh, petrol prices and okay. within within an hour or two uh, protests broke out uh, mm-hmm. across the country so due to this these protests uh, the government announced an internet lockdown so this this was very yeah. uh, unusual yeah yeah and i was i was actually talking to a friend on a call i was on a whatsapp call and suddenly my internet dropped and then i asked around so everyone's internet had dropped and then after an hour they shut the wifi as well so there was zero zero like there is there was no internet connection available throughout 
uh, the entire that time. That's so that scary was, in this world. <laughs> Without it, internet, I think. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of scary. But uh, I thought, I mean, uh, later on, I felt quite safe. I mean, not, nothing happened as such because, yeah. So how did you navigate without the internet in place? How you yeah. managed your whole trip? Yeah, so that was the most. Uh, initially, I found that task a little bit tough. Uh, but what happened is uh, when I was in Isfahan, uh, on on the next day, two travelers came from Tehran. So they told me, okay, you go, if you want to go to Tehran, you can, you know, uh, they gave me the hostel address and everything. Uh, they gave me a paper map as well, how to reach okay. over there. And okay. uh, that is how people were, you know, uh, traveling across. So when I went to Tehran, people who wanted to go to Isfahan, I told them, okay, there's this hostel available over here. I'll give you the address and everything. So you can, uh, you know, land up because uh, uh, booking was, was not possible. There was no internet. So you could right. just land up and bus bookings and although I mean you could just go to the bus stand and take a bus. There's no other option. No, yeah, no but sounds option. like an old old sort of traveling where we yes. earlier when they're not used to be internet and we can just go on Google and do things. This is like yes. a old style of traveling where yes. you're actually exploring. So what what yes. else did you do when this internet thing was not there? So what experiments yeah. did you do so, to travel? So basically, uh, no, no experiments as such. Uh, basically, uh, you had to use a paper map. There was no option. So other mm-hmm. than using a paper map. Uh, but one, uh, I wouldn't say, I mean, considering all the circumstances, uh, good or bad, I don't know what I would call that. But uh, because there was no internet, as we have this habit of, you know, being on our phone and you know, con- continuously using our social media and everything, so as internet was not available and uh, interaction, you know, social media, everything, you are cut off with the world. And you are in a situation where you are, you know, with a lot of other backpackers. So instead of being on your phone, people were interacting with each other. So I think that was the best part that happened uh, to me in that particular trip. That a lot of interaction happened with, uh, with the fellow travelers. That I do, I mean, of course, people do talk, but uh, this was something unique. So everyone, you know, uh, they were exchanging their uh, Instagram handles, IDs and uh, phone numbers and all that. So because it was not possible to Instagram, you can't follow directly on it. So they were noting down, people were noting down. So such kind of things, such experience. Okay. So I was also reading about Iran and Iran is mostly... uh, Mostly like a cash economy, right? I mean, you yeah, use mostly yeah, cash yeah, over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So how does that work? Because, uh, I mean, like we use right, GPay right, and everything right. right now or maybe net banking and everything. So how right. do, does this cash economy right. work, especially when you're traveling for so long in a country? Yeah, right. So this is also a, a very tough task, actually. So you have to carry cash because... Uh, so so for Iran... the the banking system in Iran is not connected with the outside world. So there is no way that you can, uh, you know, uh, use a credit card or a debit card. So you have to carry cash. So that is one, I mean, that is the uh, most feasible way that you carry everything in cash. It's it's risky because you will be carrying carrying oats of cash and traveling around with cash. Uh, but there is uh, one more way that, uh, so uh, 
the Iranian government has banned all the uh, websites which are you know from UK, US, and everything. But there are a lot of a travel agencies who work outside, who have uh, offices outside of Iran. For example, UK. So what I can do is I can transfer money to them via my credit card, and then their guy uh, who's sitting in Iran will give me a, a, a you know pre-filled credit card kind of thing where I can use it to swipe. But this was not possible in my case because no internet. I can't transfer money. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> again, again, same <laughs> problem. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of uh, things which I realize with you know when you're traveling. Forget traveling. Even under normal circumstances, when there's no internet, these are small, small issues which we face. Yeah. Right. So, but I think uh, if we leave the internet lockdown thing, then this this idea could be worked out. Like uh, having an Having yeah. a, something with the travel agent and then getting that done. In, so it's like a credit card or debit yeah. card sort of. It's a, yeah, pre-filled. Yeah, right, right. So you can use it to withdraw cash. You can use it to, uh, you know, that is their internal. I mean, the way we have Visa, Mastercard over here, so they have their yeah. own. They don't have Visa, Mastercard, so it's not not at all possible to use your credit card. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, like you said, you stayed in hostels over there and sort of did a backpacking. So, how is uh, how easy or difficult it is to backpack or solo travel in Iran? Uh, so, most of the solo travelers I met uh, in Iran uh, were, you know, were mostly uh, adults uh, in the range of twenty-five to thirty. Uh, okay. From backpacking point of view, I would say that. It is very easy to navigate across Iran. There is no problem at all. Uh, you have hostels available in all the major cities. Wherever there are tourist attractions, you can go and stay in hostels. And even if you can't stay in hostels, uh, if you use couch surfing, Iranians are very very friendly people. The problem is I was having uh, this internet issue. Otherwise, a lot of people had sent me couch surfing requests. You know, uh, uh, before I landed in Iran. But I couldn't connect to them. There was some issue, so that is the, one of the problem. But otherwise, uh, it is very backpacker friendly. Uh, there was one instance. Uh, uh, basically, uh, this I met this guy who was uh, who came from Ireland, and he was cycling across Iran, and he was camping. Okay. So okay. I'm sure they have those camping places as well. And uh, apart from that. Uh, I met a met an Iranian couple uh, who were backpacking. So they they told me that uh, this is just one of days where they want to rest. So they chose to stay uh, in the hostel, but otherwise they were also you know backpacking across Iran. So uh, Iran as a destination for backpacking, it's very easy. It's not not at all difficult. Of course, this okay. this is a one off event that can happen. You know, when the internet can go down or the protest can go down. We can't predict such kind of events, of course. Right. But right. otherwise, it, it's a very friendly country. As I said, people are also very nice, so you won't face that issue as well. Uh, you know, while backpacking, okay. you 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 just so uh, as a for if if a foreigner stands in the middle of the road with a map, confused people, ten people will you know. Go to him and uh, ask him if he needs any help. So it's a very easy country to travel. 
That's amazing. But like you said, um, camping, uh, camping culture they have in Iran. So is it safe? You know, because the very important thing, especially when you talk about country like Iran, what people think is, is it safe or not to go? Yeah. So yeah. how is the safety aspect of the country? So uh, talk about the safety aspect. It is, I mean, the time when I went, uh, all those. instances whatever incidents occurred that's a different if we keep those aside uh, and uh, under normal circumstances i am sure it is a very very safe country to travel in fact uh, i met a 40 year old woman uh, mm-hmm. who was uh, so when when i landed in shiraz on the same day uh, i met this woman in in one of my hostels uh, where i was staying uh she was going to take a bus to kurdistan uh, iranian part of kurdistan all alone and when i asked her that uh, uh would i have you done any bookings or anything so she said no i haven't booked anything i'm just going to land up over there and ask people if i can stay in their homes so uh, that is when i actually got that confidence that it's, it's not that you know uh, uh unsafe or anything the way people talk about in the media talks about so it's yeah. it's a very safe if a solo backpacker a solo female backpacker can travel you know then i'm sure it's it's definitely a very very safe country of course there there could be few pockets to avoid which we will come to know only when we land up there uh, but otherwise to take a you know a female traveler can take a bus can take a cab and uh, i'm sure it's it's very very safe very very safe and i saw a lot of military over there uh this is very unusual uh, this might you know make you feel that very un- it's not very common in in a country like india yeah. that uh, you you will see lot of military advertisements uh, in train in metros as well you will see advertisements yeah. of yes yes and a uh, lot of huge holdings of militaries so and people you know it's very normal for a policeman carrying gun not a policeman but military guy carrying gun across checkpoints you know it's very common okay. scenario you can find it in, in i mean the, you can the, see military people on the roads very easily yes in fact uh, once i was uh, going back to my hostel late at night and uh, i saw two policemen or army guys i don't know who exactly they were uh, and uh, they were with huge big ak47s in their hand <laughs> and i was alone walking around <laughs> but nothing of course they they said they in fact they greeted me very well they so okay. not, nothing to worry i <laughs> was scared <laughs> i was scared in one particular instance uh, so i was just taking a walk with, with one of my hostel mates and uh, we reached a square and this was just when the protest had started I, and we didn't see anything so we kept on walking and we reached a square where a lot of protesters and the police was fully loaded <laughs> so uh, that that's when i felt that it's, it's a kind of a scary situation but uh, i mean that is that is normal for them i would say okay okay so you were there in iran for 14 days if i'm if yeah. i'm right yes right so right. how how much did you spend on this trip i mean just want to understand how feasible yeah. is the country in terms of expenses expenses it's a very uh, cheap country to travel to that was one of the reasons why i chose iran uh, mm-hmm. apart from see flight expenses uh, one has to figure out on its own but if you if you're taking a flight so i took a flight from 
Mumbai to Shiraz. And Shiraz is not a very popular destination where tourists land up. Tourists would usually land up in Tehran. So that that was very uh, that was coming out very cheap for me. There was a big layover in Dubai, and it costed me around say around somewhere around sixteen sixteen to nineteen thousand. I can't recall exactly, but around eighteen nineteen thousand. Uh, apart from that, visa visa is very expensive uh, for Iran. And that is, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I I didn't like that part actually. Uh, it okay. it costed me around nine thousand, and I think for a country like Iran, they should keep keep it. Um, it was a hundred pound, hundred pounds or ninety pounds, something like that. So okay. that is. That, But that did was, you did you take visa on arrival? Like you said, uh, it's visa on arrival for Indians. Yeah. So did you? So so basically, yeah. So coming to that, uh, basically you can take visa on arrival. But uh, you can take an e-visa also. So the uh, problem with e-visa is you apply on the government website, but usually it gets rejected. So my e-visa got rejected four times, and you have to go through an agency. You have to go through an agency. I don't know what is the reason, what is the problem, but you have to go through an agency. Uh, okay. So that was the thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I got my e-visa, and another story attached. <laughs> It's a uh, This visa thing as well. I stopped at uh, Mumbai airport, and uh, the immigration officer took me to his senior, and he was telling uh, him about me that this guy is traveling alone in Iran. This it's, it's not a work visa. He doesn't have. He has this E visa. I mean, so so that. But uh, finally, of course, I was allowed. And, so the uh, immigration guy was kind of scared for you, like why yeah. are you going to Iran? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, so that was the thing, and even in, in Iran, as they don't uh, stamp, just for the info, whoever over for the people listening, so they don't stamp your passport. What they do is when you enter Iran, they will uh, uh, basically keep your record uh, with your passport. Uh, they'll enter your details, and they'll keep a record. So why when you uh, leave the country, they will cross check against it whether you enter legally or not. Because there's no other way to, you know, find out whether uh, okay. you have come in this country legally. Because there's no stamp on the passport, right? Right. And right. Uh, this one in, uh, incident which happened uh, when I landed, that somehow I skipped through the queue and went outside, and they forgot okay. to enter my details. And uh, I was just about to take a cab, and the immigration officer came running behind me. And he stopped me and asked me if I've, you know, entered my details. And then they got my uh, details entered in that portal. Otherwise, it could have been an issue. Probably, could definitely been an issue. When okay. while going, while going, yeah. Like you yeah. would have yeah. been considered an illegal person <laughs> yeah. in the country. <laughs> yeah, maybe okay. I don't know what what would have happened, but for sure it would have been a problem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and coming to your question, uh, so traveling in, so it's quite cheap as uh, you can stay in hostels. Uh, so stay and food. Food is very cheap. Uh, I'm not a foodie as such, but uh, I mean, even if you were to eat, I mean, normal kebabs or whatever you want, uh, normal go for a lunch or a dinner, it won't cost you more than one fifty to two hundred bucks in Indian currency. it would cost you much less if you you know uh, be a little more thrifty i would say as a backpacker so it won't cost you much food is very 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 cheap 
in iran a falafel would cost me a, a huge big falafel uh, sometimes it was my dinner also <laughs> and uh, it it cost it used to cost me around 40 bucks in indian currency 40 to 50 bucks that's pretty cheap <laughs> very cheap very cheap kebabs would cost me around 100 bucks and and, and i'm not talking about you know uh, quick uh, a normal fast food thing uh, huge i mean the quantity was huge even for 100 bucks the kebab i would eat it i could probably eat it twice <laughs> so uh, yeah it's it's quite cheap and hostels hostels are very cheap in iran uh, it's around it comes to around uh, on an average it comes to around 5 to 7 dollars uh, in a common dorm and even if you were to stay in a hotel i am sure it would uh, cost not cost you not more than 15 to 20 dollars in okay. fact i st- in in one of the hostels i stayed i got a private room for 7 dollars so it comes okay. to around i mean around 500 600 rupees it's very cheap right. yeah yeah and how is the transportation like i mean no I, i'm sure you traveled by buses or public yeah. transport yeah yeah public transport so how are that uh, in terms of <laughs> so the intercity trans uh, intercity uh, buses are quite amazing i would say or the again coming to if we compare to the price and the service which i experienced so uh, i i had this uh, i had to take a bus from shiraz to ispahan uh, that was around 300 bucks in indian currency 300 350 somewhere around and the bus had a, a small tv attached to the seat my my front seat and they provided me with breakfast as well and okay. uh, yeah so so it it's it's very convenient it's very convenient and uh, if i have to talk about intra city uh, all the major cities have metros very well connected metros in fact when i was in tehran uh, i never took a cab uh, because it was so well connected you have this one card uh, which is which you can use it for the bus as well as the metro so okay. it was very 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 convenient and that is why i believe that it makes a very uh, it, it's an attractive destination for uh, backpackers it's very right, good connectivity right. yeah and there is there is uh, one trans iranian some some rail also railways also uh, i i'm not sure about it but there is a railway line as well or you can take a uh, flight uh, so just one thing uh, the flight uh, so basically aeroplanes in iran are very old <laughs> And, very uh, old. Okay. yeah very old carriers okay. uh, so it's kind of risky that's what i had heard that avoid taking okay <laughs> that's why you took all the buses <laughs> yes. i was drink. going to take a yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was going to take a flight but i thought it's better to avoid okay okay and how how is uh, attraction charges like you know the ticket charges for visiting attractions are they like cheap expensive how is that uh, they are not very expensive but i would say not very cheap also so they have uh, i mean sometimes i in some places where i, I went to uh, this one uh, in shiraz a uh, tomb of hafez very famous poet so i thought i mean it was just placed in a garden and they were charging me 300 rupees for it 300 400 something the museums and all it's it's not a museum uh, there's one uh, very famous tourist attraction in Tehran I forgot the name of that palace so to see that entire palace it will cost you more than you know uh, 13-1500 something like that, as a foreigner 
so okay. i mean it's comparable i wouldn't say that it's not reasonable as such but it's not cheap also i would say whereas in india okay. i think it's it's very cheap tourist attraction i think again cheap. again that depends if you are a foreigner or an indian yeah 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 this is for foreigner it's quite expensive that is true that is true yeah so, so the whole of trip how much like an approximate number <coughs> how much money you spent on the whole trip of 14 days i think it costed me if uh, the flight and visa itself came to around 30000 so i had 30 35000 more to it 55 to 60 i would say because uh, the the tra- stay and food that is one of the i think stay is a very major expense so that was very cheap for me and mm. uh, apart from that food as i said it's very cheap so it did not cost me much when once i landed in iran Okay. Apart okay. from flight and visa, yes. I think fifty-five, sixty is a very good amount of uh, money to go to yeah, a country. Yeah, you travel anywhere in India also, and if you're going for a fifteen-day trip or so, I mean, yeah. you end up, uh, you know, spending this amount. Uh, if yeah, you go, yeah, like, yeah, definitely. So definitely. considering Iran, it seems like very cheap. Yeah, and I was still, by the way, I was staying in cities. It's not like like in India when you go to Himachal, it's quite cheap. compared to yeah. if i go from mumbai to delhi delhi would be expensive right uh, yeah, stay and all would be expensive but i was staying here in city and still it was quite cheap so just wanted to highlight that point yeah okay so um i know that you went in 2019 in iran yeah. like just before yeah. the pandemic happened end of 2019 right yeah, yeah yeah right and then you utilized your lockdown lockdown time to actually write a book on your travels of iran right so tell right. us about that how how did that happen and what what inspired you to do that yeah so i have been writing for quite a while uh and uh, i went in i went to iran in november 2019 and lockdown happened in march 2020 so suddenly there was some free time in hand in the evenings commuting uh, is uh, it's, it's act- it actually takes up a lot of time when you're working and uh, as i was saving a lot of commuting time uh, i thought that uh, why not you know uh, while it is still fresh in my mind it as it has it had just happened 4 months before to 5 months back why not share my experiences with people as well so i just thought uh, It, it i also felt like a, you know a, a moral responsibility that uh, i should be telling people about uh, this particular place and uh, the kind of impression uh, which people have because when i was going to iran there was i mean all of my friends were like why why do you have to go to iran i mean such a dangerous country us has put, put it on what whatever do not travel list and everything so why would you do that so i just thought that this would actually break a lot of myths you know uh, as and the most important thing is the incredible hospitality that i experienced and uh, i mean that was that was amazing i i mean as a traveler what else do you want people coming and helping you all the time and there were a lot of such instances which i thought i should be sharing it with people apart of course when i i was writing it was more about experiences but i have put in more info also uh, and uh, of course uh, this internet lockdown i thought this was a very interesting plot twist <laughs> for my story <laughs> so right. all these things put together i thought i should you know 
uh, pen it down that's so, amazing and i'm sure people people would get the whole glimpse of what you actually uh, experienced in iran through your book and through your stories right 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 and uh, this so, also reminds me of um, i remember i had uh, read somewhere that people are so hospitable that they have this uh, one of the things where you deny taking money something like yeah, that yeah 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 just about that yeah so i i've missed that point as <laughs> i should have told you uh, so yeah. they have this system called taruf uh, in mm-hmm. iran uh, where so as a, so whenever a foreigner uh, goes to a country usually they don't take money even a cab cab driver of course he, uh, he takes money sometimes but sometimes they refuse restaurant they will not take money uh, when they'll come to know that uh, you know you are a foreigner in this country and they sometimes genuinely don't want to take money from you so there's a system where you know if i am giving money uh, to to uh, to the waiter uh, to the waiter then he should or whatever the cabby or whoever uh, then that guy should reject it at least four to five times Okay. you know then it is like he really doesn't want to take money from me and if he rejects it once i should offer him you know twice or thrice it, it's it's not that if he says no for the first time i will keep it in my pocket it doesn't work like that so you have to keep okay. on offering i had read about this before uh, landing up in iran otherwise uh, i would have saved a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> definitely <laughs> so okay. that is how this system works you have to keep on offering but then a lot of people genuinely don't want to take money and this happened with me a couple, couple of times okay so going back to your book sorry i interrupted with yeah, the hospitality yeah, no, 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 no. yeah so going back to your book where people can buy your book and um, how is yeah. it easily available what is yeah. it yeah so it's it's an ebook it's a small uh, 60 page ebook uh it's available on amazon uh, across all the countries um it's it, it's it's, an, it's available on amazon it's for, you can uh, check uh, i've i've kept the link in my bio so on my okay. profile so if someone wants to check it out they can uh, you know see it it's a small 60 page book where i have broken down my experience into chapters each day into chapters what all things i did and all okay. the experiences it's it's mm-hmm. it's written in a story format where i you know i have even writ, uh, written conversations with a uh, few people where i remembered what exactly happened okay okay i'm sure people would love to check out your book also and know more about iran yeah, and um, yeah yeah so this brings us to the end of the talk webhav and it was amazing having you uh, thank you so much for thank coming you. on daftai rahi it was such thank a you. pleasure thank you for uh, this podcast and uh, you know it was great to speak about iran uh, to relive my experiences of iran uh, thank you yeah. so much for that and thank you for breaking those stereotypes about the yeah. country which i think a yeah. lot of people have about for sure okay for sure, yeah Yeah okay everyone thank you so much for joining and we'll be back again with another wonderful traveler till then take care stay safe